When people ask me about Princeton Theological Seminary, I often make the statement that worship is at the heart of this community, and that's only possible because of these who've made leadership of it so critical and vital to our life together, and we are grateful. Our scripture text today comes to us from 2 Samuel chapter 6, beginning at verse 1. This is the conclusion of a series of sermons I've been preaching all semester on leadership. David again gathered all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000. David and all the people with him set out and went from Baal Judah to bring up from there the Ark of God, which is called by the name of the Lord of hosts, who is enthroned on the cherubim. They carried the Ark of God on a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill. Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, were driving the new cart with the Ark of God. Ahio went in front of the Ark. David and all the house of the Lord were dancing before the Lord with their might, with songs and lyres and harps and tambourines and castanets and cymbals. And they came to the threshing floor of Nacon. Uzzah reached out his hand to the Ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen shook it. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah. And God struck him there because he reached out his hand to the ark, and he died there beside the ark of God. David was angry because the Lord had burst forth with an outburst upon Uzzah. So that place is called Perez Uzzah to this day. David was afraid of the Lord that day. He said, how can the ark of the Lord come into my care? So David was unwilling to take the ark of the Lord into his care in the city of David. Instead, David took it to the house of Obededim, the Gittite. And the ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obededim, the Gittite, three months. And the Lord blessed Obededim and all of his household. The word of the Lord. Holy God, we place our lives here in front of this word asking that you will give us the vision of the Holy Spirit to find our own place in this narrative and to hear your word to us from it as well. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. After the hard days of civil war with Saul were over and David was now fully enthroned as king, he discovered that he had inherited a nation that was discouraged and divided. So he came up with a plan. His plan was to create a, or find a, an inspiring symbol that would unite all the people together. And so for that, he turned his attention to the Ark of the Covenant. You remember this Ark? It was an ornate gold seat, box seat. It's supposed to have served as a symbol of Jehovah who would travel with the people. It was received during the wilderness sojourn and it continued to be an inspiring symbol that the invisible God was always with the people. But 30 years ago, the ark had been captured by the Philistines. But after taking it, the Philistines had so many problems that they abandoned it, realizing this was not a good luck charm after all, and they left it at the home of a man named Abedetim. Abinadab, excuse me. And so David got a few soldiers together, 30,000, 
and he went to the home of Abedidim. Abinadad. I'm having a hard time with that word. And so he asked Abinadad if he could have the ark. Not surprisingly, Abinadad said, yeah, okay. <laughs> and then the parade began. David put the Ark of the Covenant on a new ox cart. I suppose that's good, a new ox cart. They left Abinadab's home. Abinadab had assigned two of his sons, Ohio and Uzzah, to go with the Ark alongside the cart just in case something should happen. And then the parade took off. They were singing songs. They were dancing before the Lord with all their might with lyres and harps and tambourines and castanets and cymbals. I didn't even know the Hebrews had castanets. Um, <laughs> it's quite a parade. Very exciting. They were heading to Jerusalem. David's idea was by restoring the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem, he would have a wonderful symbol for his new capital. And it would be not only a political capital, but a spiritual capital. What a great plan. Somewhere along the way during the parade, the stupid ox stumbled. And the Ark of the Covenant was about to fall to the ground. And Uzzah, whose plan was to walk beside it just in case something like this was to happen, stood up with his hands against the Ark to steady it. And God was so angry that he struck Uzzah dead on the spot. Then David became angry. He said, stop the parade, stop the dancing, take God's precious seat and just give it to that guy over there, Obadedim, just leave it at his house. And then David sulked back to Jerusalem, angry at a God he did not understand. Now, what went wrong here? Well, as you know, they weren't carrying the Ark of the Covenant the way they were told to. It was not supposed to be carted around behind an ox. It was supposed to be carried on the backs of priests, and even the priests weren't allowed to actually lay hands upon this holiness. They had to carry it with poles that ran through gold rings on the side of the Ark of the Covenant. But I don't think that's what God was mostly angry about, that David did not follow the letter of the law. David was never good with the letter of the law. <laughs> he had more wives than the law allowed him to have. In fact, his whole marital situation is just a total mess. <laughs> and one time when he was running from Saul, he just got really hungry, and so he made a priest give him the showbread so he could gobble it down, which was supposed to be given to the Lord. God doesn't seem to be all that offended by that either. No David and God were, remember, united by the heart. And maybe that's what angered God here. That David just ran ahead of God. That David's heart was one which was now seeking to manipulate God. We have no record of David ever praying to God about this idea. It was just a plan that he was sure God would bless. Maybe that's what angered God. And apparently, God's even more angry at Uzzah, who has a need to be careful with God. 
so careful that he'll keep God on an ox cart. When the Philistines captured this Ark of the Covenant, they also carried around on an ox cart. Hauling God around on an ox cart is always a bad plan. <laughs> God will not be captured by our plans, our manipulations, our political maneuvers that assume we have holy endorsement. God wouldn't let David do that. God won't let our government do it. God won't let you do it as you lead churches, organizations, and classrooms. But nor will God ever allow us to try to protect the holiness. God wouldn't let Uzzah protect holiness. God has no interest in you protecting holiness either. It's not supposed to be protected. It's holy. It doesn't have to be protected. Poor Uzzah. You know, I've always felt bad about this guy. He was just trying to be careful. He was just trying to help. Why does God strike Uzzah dead? Why not David, who's up front dancing around with the castanets, and the one who had this whole idea in the first place? Maybe it is because God is offended more by our carefulness than by our impulsiveness. David was never careful. <laughs> when he was a kid, he fought tigers and bears. <laughs> he taunted a giant. When he was on the run from Saul, he thought it would be a good idea to hang out with the Philistines for a while, the enemy. Now he has this wild idea of, let's, let's, I don't know, let's get the Ark of the Covenant. We'll just drag it back to Jerusalem. And when God gets angry at David, David gets angry at God. That's not something you do when you're careful. <laughs> but David was as alive before God in his anger as he was when he wrote Psalms of Praise. Because there's still communion there. It's still being tied together by the heart. God is never offended by anger or mistakes or impulsiveness. But carefulness to the point that you think you can protect God, that you can contain God, that you can haul God around behind you, whatever agenda you come up, that's a sure way to get God furious. Word came to David that Obededom, the man who, with whom he left the Ark of the Covenant, had been blessed greatly ever since he had the Ark. So then David demonstrates again why he's a man after God's own heart. He gets over it. He gives up on his disappointment with God. He gets tired of being angry. And so he goes to Obededom's house, this time a tad more graciously. He places the Ark of the Covenant on the back of priest. He begins the parade again back to Jerusalem. Only this time, the text tells us, he makes it six steps before he stops everything and he sacrifices an ox. 
the symbol of plan A that did not work out. He slayed the ox. He gave up plan A. He gave up his disappointment. He gave up Uzzah's carefulness. He gave up the hurt. And then the dance could begin once again. Maybe, like David, you too have run ahead of God on an occasion. You had a dream. It was a great dream, one you were sure God would be pleased by, impressed by even. But then somewhere along the way, the ox stumbled. And the dream fell apart. The relationship unraveled. The job was lost. And the disappointment was great. Maybe like a smelly old ox, that disappointment has followed you into every move you have ever made. Everybody can see it but you. Maybe it's time to sacrifice the ox. You're never going to be able to dance again until you do. Leadership is always a dance. Sometimes it's a dance with those that you're leading. It's always a dance with God. Trust me on that. Sometimes the dance with God is slower than you would like. Sometimes the Lord moves so fast you can barely keep up. But it is always God who does the leading in the dance. And not until you give up the old disappointments and the hurts will you be able to conduct this holy dance called leadership. You have to give up. You have to give up the hurt because you cannot dance with an ox. Amen. Amen. <laughs>